Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Kicking ain't easy. It'll be Baker's Browns for the next decade. Get used to it. And welcome world to the Bills Mafia bandwagon. It's a bumpy wagon ride. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Episode 89, the Alexander Mogilny episode of your favorite NFL podcast. Brought to you right here from Centennial Studios, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All 89 episodes brought to you by Huck Media. Go to huckmedia.ca for any and all media needs. Uh, I'm here with our producer, Andy Huckle. I'm my guest host, Weird Michael. And our stats lady, Leslie! Uh, we've had some beauty guests on the show, Coach Palmy and Dewey, and they'll be back later on this season as we approach the playoffs. By the way, we are approaching the playoffs, and as the snow falls on football land, it just gets a little more exciting every week. Uh, for those of you who follow our picks, we were 2-4 and four with a couple of backdoor back kicker problems, but those same kicker problems also won me a couple games. It goes hand-in-hand, hand, folks. You can't get too upset. Unless you were backdoored with a safety on Monday Night Football in the game of the year, you are allowed to be a little bit upset. That was a little crazy. Uh, but we, you know what? Otherwise, one of the best games of the year, uh, Lamar comes out for his Paul Pierce moment. Uh, we've all done that, Waddle, as we posted on uh, at Who's Talking. Follow us at Instagram for props picks, which were red hot. We, uh, we gave you a full, free, three-checkmark ticket for the Monday Night Football game, Cleveland Browns versus the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, members of the Ravens flock are ecstatic still a couple days later of that Monday Night win. And uh, Browns betters, well, I mean, I think you guys are all used to this. And when I say you guys, I'm looking right in the mirror. I bought a point. I had him at plus four. What a nightmare. But it was a big props win, and uh, we move on. Onward and upward, as uh, 88 episodes have shown you, nothing rattles the people of Look Who's Talking. Nor, uh, nor should they. Andy's Titans, we're going to remember them this week. And the Ravens flock. I can see Weird Mike just beaming at me. Uh, he had a really good Monday. Really good week, actually. Uh, but he couldn't have even but he had a better week. Did Coach Zimmer give you a call, Mike? He's been kicking a lot of field goals. Follow him at Weird Mike, M-I-C. And uh, he keeps backing it up. I'm not sure what your record is, but uh, shit, man, the Vikings could use you. <laughs> Let me tell you, that would have been Weird Mike's sports wet dream. <laughs> to get subbed in in the Battle of the Ships, the Viking versus the Pirate at Raymond James Stadium. That would have been uh, the penultimate moment in my career. Um, it would have been yeah, I'm fresh off the 40 yarder. Yep. And uh, Hammy's a little tight. <laughs> Hammy's a little tight. We've been uh, using the massage gun and doing some abnormal stretches to get ready for uh, this Friday's edition of Field Goal Fridays. Thanks for watching and listening. I don't doubt that. You are the captain of abnormal stretching, but you got a good boot. So, you know what? Just like football players with their kicker. I'm not going to mess with our kicker, all right? You have normal stretch all you want. You keep kicking those. By the way, I would have loved to hear the Vikings announcer announce you stepping out. What, what do we got, like, Eastside Mario here about to kick the field goal? It's this guy or Walsh? I'll take this guy. By Yo, the way, Blair Walsh is still dead to me. You said Eastside. That <laughs> cued me up perfect, Hewlett. Uh, I want to wish everyone happy Hanukkah. All the Look Who's Talkers. Christmas next week, Hanukkah this week. Muscletov. Lilatov. Uh, the east side of the West Bank. Hashtag Gaza Strip. Rise up. 
Yeah. Happy Hanukkah to all our uh, listeners. <laughs> Celebrating. I don't that. know what I just said yeah to. <laughs> I just kind of do it sometimes. East side of the Gaza Strip, rise up. <laughs> I, I, I think you were worried about what I was going to say. So you had a, you had a yeah. It was like, up. I, I said yeah, and then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, oh, uh, all right, I'm not, okay. But I just want to let sure. all the Look Who's Absolutely. Talkers know Weird Mike is officially on a vibe. Yeah. Making field goals, creating life, up almost five units the last three weeks. Yes, you And are. I was not the only one, but one of the few that benefited from that bizarre safety. Yes. I am Captain Flock <laughs> here in Southern Ontario. Yep. And I had him everywhere. You had extra TP for Lamar. Oh, <laughs> baby. Hit the props, everything. Honestly, you said it was one of the games of the year, Hugh. It was. Game of the year. The game of the year. You know, stamp it, seal it. Only three weeks left. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that skin Seattle game. No way, that's going to be game of the year. No. <laughs> no. So anyway, just vibing back and forth. You know, you, you'd like to say it was a backdoor cover, but both teams backdoor covered themselves four times. That's when you know you're in a good game. A lot of NFL games kind of have this traditional script. You know, first half can go back and forth a little bit. One team takes the lead, and the other team's trying to come back. Do they have time? Do they not have time? You know, running the game, running the football. 60 to 70% of football games usually have a script that's kind of easy to follow like that. The games that don't, you know, Chiefs, Rams, uh, Browns, Ravens, even ones that aren't as high scoring, but just back and forth. You see a lot of football stuff you don't see happen all the time. We were at one of the best games ever. Cowboys, Bills, we're on the wrong side of it. But you literally saw every football thing in the rule book almost happen that day. Anyway, what a game. What a game. And for all you Browns betters, hey, uh, you, you, got, you got a quarterback. A lot of the media the past few past this whole season have been like, are they going to re-sign Baker? He looked like crap against the Steelers. He looked like crap against the Ravens the first time. And it's like, yo, that option for that fifth year for these rookie quarterbacks, that's everything. Mitch, they're not signing him. You know, Mahomes, here's, here's half a billion dollars. Deshaun, here's half of that. <laughs> Here, Baker, you got a job. You're our guy. I think he's okay with... Just a judge. Just give him, just give yeah. him a little bit yeah. less than market value. It doesn't seem like a don't, greedy guy. Don't make him go to a second team and like be back Correct. up on the the, the 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 Redskins next, the, the the Washington football team next year or something. So yo, um, classic Cleveland. You said with the betting, the Indians they changed their name the day the Monday Night Football games in Cleveland. Yo, what are you doing, Major League Baseball? It's a great point. You're, you're piggybacking. Correction, party crashing. The Browns, yeah. they never get the national spotlight. Yep. And then here you go, putting this, you know, I won't even say dark cloud because it's probably the right thing, but just why are you bringing this attention? It's 105 years. Why'd you pick that day? You know what, though? Baseball. It's not why they lost, but anyway. Ba baseball's awful at this. Okay. I saw someone at Barstool bring this up. It's like the baseball uh, people have no idea that anything else is ever on TV. You know when they released the Golden Glove winners this year? Election night. <laughs> really? Yeah, name one Golden Glove winner. Yeah, I can't either. Oh, God. Because it was election night. Uh, Nolan Arenado. There you go. Uh, shout out Dots and the baseball crew. Yeah. The core baseball there. Look who's talkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, too much baseball already. Love you, Dots. Hey, we, we tried to fix baseball a couple years ago. They're starting to catch up. Um, they really are. I know. They really, <laughs> know. really are. So what about the other big game? Obviously, our Bills. Yeah, baby. Their Bills. The world's Bills, as you said in the intro. Yeah, the world is caught up to build, to the Bills bandwagon. And, you know, as usual, within things in Buffalo, they're about three weeks late on it. 
you know, the <laughs> the Hill Murray happened and everyone's like, okay, maybe Bill the Bills who, you know, like, it's just like that, that 99% win was kind of like just swept under the rug. But now after these impressive wins, like the whole world, like, you know, people got the Bills number one team in the league. I got them three. Okay. I got them three. I'll and, go with top five for me. Yeah. I got, I'll, I'm going to read my top 15 list later. Okay. That's why, you know. Two thirds of the way through the season, mid, you know, top fifteen list. It's also more than two thirds. No, you know no, what no. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the first time in my adult life, because one thing, you know, we've been cheering for the Bills. I pick them on the money line a lot, but I have not. I mean, in their what are they? Their ten wins now? Ten wins? Ten and three? Yeah, I, I've I've picked them three times this year in their ten wins. You know, a couple of people pretty mad about that. Yeah, right? that's fine. But it's from a history of watching the Bills and trusting Josh Allen specifically. But for the first time in my adult life, I trust the Bills. I know what team I'm going to get. You know, I'm not saying they can beat everybody in the league every night, but I know what team I'm going to get. I'm going to get a good passing offense. I got one of the best receivers in football. Hunt hands down. He's got great chemistry with one of the best quarterbacks in football. Got a great coach who doesn't make stupid decisions. Um, I'm not seeing fourth and fourth and fours with a one yard pass to a guy who's going to get tackled in the backfield. Like just all these old bills things that used to drive everyone crazy. Uh, we're not seeing that anymore. Uh, and it's really, it's enlightening. It's great. You just, I can try, trust the bills. And as a, as a, as a gambling show, who do you trust? We've talked about, you know, in years past, who do you trust and what do you, what qualities do you trust the most? Like I trust Derrick Henry is going to be able to run the ball and, and really control the time of the clock. I, I trust Josh Allen now to really compete with pretty much anybody in the league and a coaching staff that doesn't make dumb decisions. And it's awesome to trust the bills. And uh, I'm still scared to take him this week. <laughs> Tough matchup in Denver. Yeah. So the whole world guzzling that Buffalo, you know, they're all over it. They're all over it. Welcome now, to the party. And now, a short week on a Saturday game, mile high altitude. You know, it's the only spot that doesn't work well right now. It really is. They've gotten a lot of schedule breaks going into De- Remember, that's a 4.30 kickoff, 2.30 local, Sunday night game. Yep. Denver finally seems to be putting a few pieces together here late. Drew Locke's moment. He must have listened to the show. Weird team. Yeah. And, um, you know, the division's just about one. 90% not going to get the bye. Just a just a casual letdown spot for the Bills here. Yeah. Drew it Locke's really like a, almost like a new Matt Stafford. Well, he plays a good game when, when you don't watch, and then you see the stats. You're like, hey, you know what? This guy's got something. In prime time, he just gets hurt or sucks. So there's a scheduling note for all our listeners. Bills game is Saturday, 4.30 this week. Saturday football. Same time as, as the ACC, ACC championship. championship game. Are we going to keep talking at the same speed? I, I, that was I like pretty it. cool. <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame versus Clemson should be a good one. Palmy uh, will be hooked on the Notre Dame game. I will have a rare Saturday triple box going at Centennial yeah. with a couple of title games in CFB and the Bills. And then the night game. What do you think about that night game, Hugh? Saturday night, making your picks, uh, Packers, Panthers. No, but I, I just the great, I know the great dog, Panthers. No, great dog, nine points. Great dog. I'm just not sure how good Green Bay really is. You know what I mean? Their strength of schedule. Someone brought this up this week. I think it was on Straight Out of Vegas. Their strength of schedule, even without doubting, like the narrative wasn't doubting the Packers, but it was just like, hey, here's a question. They've played two. Three winning teams, you know, like 
Not money. They, and even when they got those winning teams, it was New Orleans in week two, and they were still figuring things out on the new defense. Yeah, and they lost. They got smoked by the Bucs, and then they go. just beat up on all, everybody else. But that's not necessarily saying they're worse, but how much are they going to beat up on? Uh, I don't know. It's just a weird game. Is McCaffrey back? Also, Southern, yeah. As we get into the end of the season, folks, injury reports have never been more important. And not even injury reports. Just a lot of weird stuff going on. You're talking about contracts and incentives. and It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm going to jump right in, Hugh. It's alt-line season. Forget the holiday season. It is alt-line season. You said it. Contracts, motivation, coaching, relocation, COVID. You don't know what a team's motivation is. You could get what happened in Seattle to a couple of good teams. It's not about always making and missing the playoffs now, folks. There's a lot of backdoor motivation in a locker room with 53 dudes and, you know, uh, half of a billion dollars in contracts. So you're saying that outlines are more likely because the games might be yes. slightly less competitive. Correct. Because some, one team's trying to boost their stats and boost whatever. The coach trying to stay. And this is a week ago, hit the Rams outline against the Patriots. Yes, you did. Um, the Titans outline smashed on the Jags. Just saying, be a, if you think it could be a blowout, there's a better chance now that it's going to be a blowout than, say, three weeks ago or at three weeks into the season. Okay, I'll give you that. Now, as a 2020 sort of sidebar to that, okay. is that you can, again, I'm a big proponent of, the, of live betting, and if you want a team at an alt line, okay. uh, you, for, because you, not necessarily because you love picking them by 12 when they're a seven-point spread, but you're loving the odds you're getting, like plus 250 or something. So what I mean is... If your favorite, let's say the Packers, for instance, right? Great call. Right. As, as you might want to pick them as an alt line against the Panthers, especially if McCaffrey and DJ Morta doesn't play. Now, Panthers get the ball first. Okay. Packers don't have like an all world defense. They're also not scared to give up a couple points because they got Aaron Rodgers playing at probably one of the best, maybe, maybe the second best year of his career. Teddy takes him down for three. Teddy takes him down for three, maybe even seven. So now the normal spread is a new live alt line that you could get for pl plus 250. So a new alt line. Yeah. The new alt line is the old actual so, spread. So that, I don't got those kind of stones. I mean, I'll lay some <laughs> lumber, but if I pick a team to win by 15 or more. Right. And they go down seven nothing early. Yes, I'm. I'm not making that bet. See, that's when I love the, making that bet because see, yeah. it's just because if you look at the course of football history, scoring on that first possession doesn't have as much to do with win, like winning the game as as you might think. Like it's like fifty two or three percent rather than like what you might think is like. Oh my god, we're we're really not looking good now. There's ninety percent of the game left, but. You might not get it. Maybe the Packers just go down and score right away, and you're like, I should have taken the outline. So you could do Mike's way. You could do my way. Either way, it is a good time to take teams uh, that are significantly better to win by significantly more. I just like to do it when the other team score, scores first. And last minor nugget, you touched on it in the intro and at the start. Yep. Kickers need to factor into your handicap now, folks. Yeah. Okay? Extra points are longer. Uh they, they matter more late. There's this old guard of kickers on their way out and uh, their leg isn't there. And then there's this new guard of kickers where the, all they've got is leg and they've got no tact or, or, you know, real balls at the end of a game to make a kick. There's really only like three or four out there. 
Yep. Right? And we all know who they are, and there's the ones that you trust. I don't know what the hell Cody Parkey's still doing in the league. <laughs> God damn, the double doink master. Um, so anyway, kickers matter in your handicap. Yeah. Okay, especially in a tight spread. You start dealing with those three and fours. Sure. Who's more likely to go for two? Who's likely to abandon the kick? Um, so anyway. So maybe something that you can do uh, on your Instagram, at Weird Mike, okay. is tell people what kickers to, that are going to help you today and what kickers might hurt you. By the way, one little funny thing that happened on Twitter, a little Twitter exchange, was... Um, well, go ahead, go ahead. I'd like to think that you think that I have the knowledge to enter the psyche of 32 NFL kickers. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll try it this week. Try we'll see it. how it goes. If there's a kicker that you like... One to trust, one to fade Even just week. one... Yeah, exactly. I'll do you it. You know? I'll do it. Kicking ain't easy. Hashtag. Um, <laughs> but it's funny, like, with, with, with kicking, I, uh, you know, I mentioned this just in the intro... I lost our props, our, our live on air props bet last week. Yes, I had the did. Chiefs plus seven, loved it. I would pick it again. They almost they were up thirty to ten after the safety. They were good. It looked like they were going up thirty seven to ten, and then Xavier Howard pulls an OBJ interception and turns yeah, the game around. Bodman, very Bodman. So I'd like to say that was luck, but that was skill. That was great. Um, now Dan, so I I lose. They're up nine. They kick the the Dolphins kick the field goal in the last drive. I lose on the somewhat backdoor cover. But what are you going to do? Because um, on the same token, I won on my bucks plus at minus six and a half because Dan Bailey missed four field goals. So it comes and it goes. Anyway, <clears throat> kicking in easy. But oh, I saw a Twitter exchange and it was just talking about after Justin Tucker hit the 55 yarder and he's like, just watch Justin Tucker. He knows he's going to make the kick before he even kicks it. Someone else chimes in. Yeah. All kickers do. And the other guy's like, bro, you ever seen Cody Parkey before he kicks? <laughs> he looks like they he just Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson in his pants. And Mike Nugent's back in the league. Like, they're trying to resurrect anything that was successful. These, right. these kickers are, you know, such a fragile part of this, this organism yeah. of an NFL locker room. And these veteran coaches are dialing back the past to try and resurrect it. All right, as Palmy would probably say right about now, it's enough kicking for now. <laughs> Let's kick that shit out of here. Um, okay, so yeah, I mentioned this just quickly. Bigger game for Baker on Monday Night Football than Lamar. Lamar won the MVP. He's going to be the quarterback of the Ravens for the next probably eight, at least eight, seven, eight years, you know, barring some massive drop-off in running production. Great football player who wins games. He's staying. Baker's future wasn't so certain, but after that Monday Nighter, I think it was. So that's that's my take on it. So impressed with the Browns, impressed with the Ravens, just an all-around impressive game. So Lamar won the battle. Lamar won the battle. Cleveland won the war. Baker won the war with a new Baker, contract probably. and like he can like just start working on his house in Cleveland, you know? Um, one thing with the Steelers, you know, everyone's down on the Steelers pretty hard right now. And once you lose that first game after a big streak of wins, it can it can coincide with more losses because you're trying to get just you're off that high of your streak. So one thing I noticed, Collinsworth, who I can't stand right now, but Collinsworth, Sunday Night Football, as he mispronounced or, or mislocated Toronto as Niagara Falls. What is wrong with you? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm officially off the Collins work as you. a Niagara tour operator. <laughs> yeah, I, thought you... I was livid. <laughs> yeah. I was so angry. I couldn't even Insta story it. I just, I just couldn't. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Jeffrey Tubin, AKA, 
Al Michaels backup, aka why am I forgetting his name right now? Mike Tarico. Mike Tarico, who I don't don't well, like either. That's one much. of my faves, man. No, 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 no. As soon as anybody's got like if one guy pushed one guy at recess in grade seven, the guy could be throwing four touchdowns. They'd be like, Well, you know, you know, he battled through that uh trouble he got into with the law. No, no, no. Like they were playing touch football. He's versatile, that's why I like Yeah, him. but he just brings up the moral stuff a little too much. Pro football. Anyway, Collinsworth. Al Michaels would have called that. That's Niagara Falls, Chris. Like, go easy on the bourbon. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, Collinsworth talked about how one of the reasons that Ben's offense has been so efficient this year on the Steelers is because he's holding the ball for less time than any other quarterback. Now, there's two parts to that, I think. One, yep, sure, that's a good offensive system. His first read's open. They got the timing down pat, and that's why they went 11-0, you know? I'm not saying they're the best team in the league, but you got it takes a good system like that and a good operator of that system to uh, enact it and, and be successful at it. Now, however, there's a reason the Pittsburgh Steelers haven't gone far in the playoffs two of the last four years. Ben was hurt. Otherwise, team's, team's awesome. Home field playoff game sometimes or like would have made the playoffs if Ben was just healthy. If some guy named Duck wasn't their quarterback throwing four picks to the Bills. So I think it's an actual, hello, I think I just got a power up. <laughs> I th- we, uh, Ben's trying to stay healthy for the playoffs, and it's actually an organizational thing. We'd rather lose a game or two, Ben, than you get hurt in any way because we don't have a chance without you. So I could see, I think the Steelers are sitting a little bit on an actual all-out max effort offense until they get to those playoffs where you might see Ben take a couple more hits. Because he ain't taking any hits this year. Number one passing uh, offensive line in the league because Ben's not taking any hits. Uh, they cover the 12 on Monday night? Uh, I wouldn't take it. Cincy? Nor, if it was nine and a half, I think I'd take it. 12's a lot. Division opponent. Besides Burrow, the Bengals are still an okay team. I don't know. I wouldn't take the Bengals, but I'm not taking the Steelers. I... Uh, and because I'm a sick farv sometimes, I'll probably box that game. <laughs> Anybody's taking a road trip to Cincinnati, holler at Weird Mike. I need some Monday night story time ideas. Giddy up. Uh, anyway, so just watch out for the Steelers because I feel like they're sort of playing possum a little bit uh, and, and ready to kick ass in that first game of the playoffs. Anyway, don't sleep on the Steelers, but uh, I would take the Bills straight up over them right now, and that's why the Bills are my number three team in the league. Okay. Also... One last thing about the Steelers, they don't have a running game. And I heard Collinsworth defend that on Sunday Night Football. Like, yeah, well, you know what? You know, it's like the Packers back in the day where their, their passing games become their, become their running game. No, they, it's not like they don't have a running game by choice. They just don't have one. And let me tell you, they could really use one. Uh, it would help. So stop telling me that's on purpose. It's like a guy showing up to a party with no pants. Yeah, yeah, totally by choice. I'm a free man. Yeah, yeah, you don't have pants, do you? <laughs> so Pittsburgh plays Indy. Cleveland, Cincinnati. Yeah. How do they finish the stretch? One and two, two and one, zero oh and three, zero oh three. Uh, I think. Whew, tough call. I, I, they definitely beat Cincy, <laughs> so maybe I don't box that one. And uh, yeah, no box, no box. Split the split the other two games. They'll, they'll lose one of those. Indian Browns. They'll two lose one and one down the two stretch. Two and one. No big deal. Could be one and two. Good for the bye any other year. Sure. They're missing Bud Dupree and the Michigan linebacker. Um, Devin Bush, yeah, missing missing those guys more than I Big thought. Big time player, yeah. Anyway, well, this is the only reason Devin Bush. The only reason Jim Harbaugh still at Michigan, <laughs> right? <laughs> he got a couple of wins last year by himself. 
Wait, by the way, just before we move on, what is your longest field goal ever? Uh, you were there, Jeff. Uh, 46-yard field goal. Mount Carmel football? Yeah, on the road at Notre Dame. No way. 46-yarder. Notre Dame Burlington, by the way. Uh, Notre Dame Brampton. Brampton. A lot of Notre Dames. A lot of Notre Dames. Uh, this was like super ghetto Brampton, right in the heart of it. Uh, anyway, a lot of fun. 46-yarder. They were going to name the school that. Super ghetto Brampton? <laughs> Uh, Central or let's just go with Notre Dame. <laughs> Sounds nicer. And a career long punt of thirty nine yards. As we get the furrowed. Brow let's fire up the people, bro. Let's let's get a forty seven yarder in the snow. We're talking optimal <laughs> conditions at Centennial. Uh, probably need indoors for that. Honestly, the forty yard. If you watched it, I appreciate it. All the voting and watching. That was. That felt like the max for 2020. This is football, bro. We can get you a shot of Toradol or something, you know? Yeah, you just need a little wind behind you. Yeah. Let's pick a good wind day. Hey, you don't think everybody's going to be on me if I go out there with gale force winds and start knocking down 46 yarders? Dude, that'd be pretty cool. With the same, (laughs) I'll go into the same distance and show you how I missed an 18 yarder. We'll send the the video to the Vikings. Be like, look, you can do better. Eastside Mario coming in to save the season. I, I, I feel like that's going to catch on, Hugh. The I don't, Vikings know, I don't an- know how I feel about the it. The Vikings yeah. announcer literally sounds like a Viking. <laughs> uh, the Vikings play on Christmas. Christmas night, Minnesota at the Not-So-Superdome. I uh, your Christmas watch. Not-So-Super without the Pope whistleblowers <laughs> of, of fans. They got a few in there. I believe they're called something else, like Houdat Nation, which is, also, Nation, which is right. also weird. Um, but we call them the Pope whistleblowers. I don't, and uh, it's not quite as loud in that place without it. Okay, we uh, we are at uh, an interesting time of the year where the MVP race has gotten a bit weird. Told you about a month ago when Russell Wilson was still the favorite to take Patrick Mahomes while he's still an underdog to win the MVP because he's the best player in the league and he's having a season like that. Now he threw three picks against your Dolphins last week. And Aaron, Ro- former Dolphins. Aaron Rodgers is moved up the, the rankings. Uh, Mahomes is still the favorite, but Aaron Rodgers has moved up. And we talked about this last week as we remember the Titans, Huck. Remember the Titans. Strong side. Um, <laughs> Derrick Henry's doing what he needs to do. 200 yards, two TDs, and a win. He is very much King Henry right now. He's Paying plus 5,000. He's number five or six on the list, depending whoa, on... Whoa, whoa, what did you say? Plus 5,000 to win the MVP. King Henry's 5,000 right now. Plus 5,000 to win the MVP. You know the Chiefs have, haven't covered in five straight. I'm not... Looking I'm very bring, less impressive. I'm bringing this up because I Huck, think... That, let's put some of that I think there's a value pick there. I I'm think there's a value it. pick there. Is it really 5,000? Plus 5,000. Oh, it's done. I'm doing I mean, depending on what out. site you go on, it's around 5,000. You got Mahomes at minus 190. You got Aaron Rodgers at like plus 120 or 150, plus 200 maybe. And then you got Josh Allen it's moved into third place at like plus 800, plus 900. And then you got um, Russell Wilson, I think. Maybe somebody else before this that. Guy, this guy's... Two, one good game. Yep. One really good game away I, from 2,000 yards. I know. 2,000 yards. He has a really good game every other week. Exactly. Barry Sanders just congratulated him. Four 200-yard games with two touchdowns in the same season. Anyway, I think it's worth a look, folks, because if he just keeps going in these last three games and Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes have a couple more interceptions and their QBR drops a little bit and the Titans you know, either win the division or make the playoffs literally on the back of a running back... Adrian Peterson did it about eight years ago 
Watch out, plus 5,000, King Henry. Me and Hawk were talking about this before the show. The Titans are sort of entering into the postseason just like they did last year, where they play solid football all year, but other teams kind of take over at the top of the league, like the Chiefs, the Packers, the Bills. Last year it was the Niners and the Ravens. And everyone forgets about the Titans. And they, they go into the to Baltimore as a double-digit underdog. And they smoke them because they're a tough football team with flaws or flaw. And last year, that flaw didn't really matter until they got to the Chiefs. But this year, they smoked, the, they smoked New England. They smoked the Ravens. So I just feel like no one's remembering the Titans as we go into this playoff hunt. What do you guys think? I want Huck to press the button with me. We're going to put 50 bucks. Okay, on Derek Henry to win twenty five hundred right now. That's plus five thousand. I told you. Let's do it. Hit the hit it. Huck, remember the Titans. Hit the button. Twenty five hundred. We got eliminated on High Roller Survivor. There we go. Locked in. Remember him. Ching. Oh baby, that. Uh, when do they announce playoffs or uh, MVP? Uh, First month. Super, no, it's Super Bowl. So you mentioned how the Titans are going into the playoffs with somebody nobody remembering them. Yeah. Indy stealing a few headlines. The Bills, the Darling, yep. Steelers fading. The Ravens are going in the exact opposite as well. Instead of steamrolling through everybody and having this home field and, and then the taking, bye, a, taking a break and a bye, taking a break and resting everybody. Now they're going in like the 2012 Ravens, having to win every game, led by a insanely talented. And outside the box thinker, Ray Lewis on the other side of the bar now with Lamar. Yep. They're going to win out, folks. I'm telling you right now, weird pick spoiler alert. The Ravens are going to win out. They play the Jags, the Bengals, and the Giants. And the Giants are at home. And that's the, really the toughest of the three. <coughs> That'll so, be the kicker, yeah. So they're going to get in. So anyway, they're going to win out. And if they get in, look out. Because it's not Lamar at the top. It's Lamar at the bottom right. looking to get to the top. And, and, well, Har- he's always and Harbaugh is good with that underdog-style yeah. team. He's not a good favorite. He's not a good super favorite. Never has been. Look at us talking Harbaugh football, eh? <laughs> 2,500, Huckster. Let's go. Let's go. Fired up. Um, do you like him this week? Titans, Lions. Got to, right? Uh, I think it's the only game without a line right There's now. There's no line right now. What's the deal with it? I think that's based on Stafford's health. He came out of the game at the, uh, against the Packers in the fourth quarter. Because that's sort of what he does around this time of the season every year. I like Stafford. This isn't a knock on him. Uh, just what happens. Uh, new coach. I, I really don't. Obviously, I would love the Titans. Yeah. We'll see what the line is. I will not Ch- be. I will not be boxing that game. But I don't know the spread yet, so I can't help. Chase Daniels. Now uh, we gotta. As we move on to next week, we're gonna. We are. Uh, Trying to make you guys as much money as possible. I've always done really well in December and the playoffs. It's my, my go-to time. I haven't had a good start of December this, this year. I have on props. Oh, baby. But uh, anyway, I feel like I'm pretty dialed in for the end of the season. And uh, stay tuned for the playoffs because we, we destroy the playoffs. Uh, I told you to live bet the Chiefs every game last year on their way to the Super Bowl. I told you to pick them to win the Super Bowl before the divisional playoffs started. And uh, I'm telling you right now, as a futures bet, take the Bucks to get there. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus, uh, plus 900 to get to the Super Bowl. Take it. If they get to the divisional playoffs, you can hedge, and that's the way we make money. Okay, uh, I'm going to a quick truth of the week leading up to Thursday Night Football, which I have not picked in over a month. 
but I love it this week, and I'll tell you why. Truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. So one thing I like to do as a handicapper, folks, uh, somewhat non-traditional handicapper, as I'm a sociology major, is I like to get into the minds of our football players, the minds of our coaches, the minds of who they're playing, the minds of the GMs. And it's interesting spotting some, someone's biggest moment of their life and also recognizing that they probably realize it. It's probably been a moment in your life where, you know, everything kind of changed. A butterfly effect, as Mike likes to say. Uh, for me, I came home from Whistler randomly, kind of luckily, as I was living out there. And it's a good thing I did because that, literally that day, I got an email saying, hey, in three days, can you decide whether to come to China or not for the next six months, possibly longer? And we need to know in 24 hours. Changed my life. The last decade's been totally different. My passports are full to the point where I needed a new one and was stuck in Hong Kong for four days. It was a pretty cool place to be stuck. But it was hot and sweaty. Anyway, Thursday Night Football, it's also going to be hot and sweaty in L.A. at SoFi Stadium where the Chargers, with a dead coach. Oh, sorry, it's in... Death Star, bro. It's at the Death Star in Vegas. Stadium. Death Star in Vegas. Anyway, the pick stays the same. I knew that beforehand. It's, it's hot and sweaty. And uh, I got the, the Las Vegas Raiders with a dictator of a coach, John Gruden. And he doesn't want to miss the playoffs again this year. Derek Carr, there was rumors in, in the uh, offseason about Tom Brady coming there. Raiders were interested because they thought they might need to upgrade. First half of this season, Carr's completion percentage and touchdown and inter- inter- interception ratio, fantastic. It still is. But in the new NFL, that's not quite good enough anymore. You got to be able to make that extra touchdown throw. You can't underthrow Darren Waller in the end zone to be picked off by the Colts and lead to a Colts victory. You need to make sure with all these throws or they will find some young quarterback from BYU to do it for you. So I think this Thursday night football game as the Raiders are slightly just hanging on to that wild card contention with the Ravens charging up their ass. Charging. No, that this is it. They fire the defensive coordinator because we can't put up with that BS anymore. So now I think you got John Gruden looking at Derek Carr being like, hey, man, we need you this week to make sure. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. If we don't make the playoffs, I'm probably looking for a new quarterback. And I can't help you. I love you, Derek, but we can't do this every year. Okay? So I got the Raiders minus three on Thursday night football at home to the Los Angeles Chargers. Yep, I like the Chargers quarterback. Yep, I like Joey Bosa. Yep, I like a couple of the guys on their team. But they're going nowhere fast. They're in L.A. Do they they even care? I don't think so. They sure didn't against the Patriots. (laughs) So I think that this coach knows he's gone. He he took over the special teams and then led to one of the worst special teams things I've ever seen at the end of the first half of Atlanta versus the Chargers. In case you weren't watching that awful football game. I was watching. So was I, because I had the Chargers. Um, But anyway, just a disaster where they run the ball with 15 seconds left, don't get the the third and one, and then they don't have time to kick the field goal. Disaster. They're going to fire their coach, and the Raiders aren't. (laughs) The Raiders aren't for the next seven years. So take the Raiders, organizational stability, and the biggest game of Derek Carr's life. Because I trust him to realize that. Say that again, Jeff. That is the biggest game of Derek Carr's life. Wow. Yeah. I also like the Raiders. Uh, now I might increase to the smash. 
But yeah, I like it. Thursday night football. I'm careful to pick it because it's that low that you know the the short rest. It leads to some weird ones. The last time I picked the Thursday nighter was when we went on when I went on Bet Openly's mm. thing, and, and they made me. They're like, we need you to pick the Thursday nighter. I'm like, okay. And so I researched it all day. Took Atlanta over Carolina. Yeah, it was the last time the Falcons won. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe they might have snuck one in there. Okay, so anyway, that's uh, that's a hint for Hugh picks. But uh, I like the Raiders, and I wanted to get right into why. Uh, any any quick hitters on uh, before okay. we go to our picks here? No, I'm. Uh, so who's got the the honors? It's, it's the right you. I got to go perfect to succeed. Take it. Sure. Okay. I mean, I didn't <laughs> two and four with a couple of late kicks and a, a weird lateral safety. Two but and it's, four. But it's two and four. Yep. So my record for the season, though, much yep. more impressive. Uh, we are forty-seven. 36 and 1. 47, 36 and 1. It was going to be 48, 35 and 1. That's right. So you go perfect this week. You'll be 53, 36 and 1. Yes. That's, Which that's sounds tasty. very nice. Yeah. That's extremely tasty. All right, cue the Obi Tries Huck Daddy. Let's get into our Hugh picks right now. You! By the way, if I sound a little worse for the wear, I fell down the Farvin stairs at my loft the other day, and I just caught myself a couple times to the point where it wasn't just like an all-in-out like banana peel slip, but I'm hurting in six different places on my back like I got beat up by little kids, you know, but but not, not like little, little, like like 12-year-olds. Just a whole bunch of bruising on my back. Like uh, Kramer at the dojo. Yeah. Got raped by a bunch of little monkeys or something. <laughs> like Kramer at the dojo. Anyway, here we go with our picks. Okay, my gold pick of the week. I am taking the Minnesota Vikings minus three at home to the Chicago Bears. I got a starting quarterback. I got everyone healthy on offense, which I love for the Vikings. And they know the Bears. Yep. If the Bears hadn't smoked with the most one of the most random smoke jobs I've seen... Uh, Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans last week, this spread would be more. I would have the Vikings probably by four and a half, but I mean, maybe not think about it as much, but it's a nice key number at minus three. They know Mitch. They faced him the last three years. They know what he's good at. They know what he's not good at. And the Vikings need this game. I mean, I know the Bears think they need it too, but with Mitch, they got nothing. And I think if they look themselves in the mirror, they know they got nothing. Sure, they could squeeze out a win or two, but they're not going anywhere with this quarterback. And I think... As you're battling through the injuries and stuff to take you towards the end of the season, believing in your quarterback's ability to take you to the promised land means a lot for max effort. I feel like you're in these meeting rooms looking at all this tape of Mitch Trubisky's awful throws besides last week and being like, yeah, but what are we going to do anyway? Like it's just, it's all for naught. It's like dating someone that you know you just, you just want to punch in the face rather than like actually uh, marry them. That's a horrible example. <laughs> Please don't punch anybody in the face you're dating. But if you're dating Mitch Trubisky, you know what? I'll give you a shot. I'm taking the Vikings minus three at home in a must-win game to get the wild card. Silver pick, I'm taking the Raiders on Thursday Night Football. You heard why. Derek Carr fighting for his Las Vegas Raider quarterback career and John Gruden's playoff hopes. They got Trent Williams back uh, on their O-line. Biggest man in the league. He's also got a black power face mask. It's pretty cool. Well, anyway, I'm going with the Raiders to win a game they must have against the Chargers team is going to be firing their coach by, like, next week. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus five and a half. I'll take them for under a touchdown against the Atlanta Falcons. Look, as we get later and later into the season, I'm going to be fading the interim coaches uh, as we go on. 
because they can see the writing on the wall. It's a really fun little ride they're on, but let's be honest, I think all the interim coaches will be replaced. And I think having to start thinking about clearing out your offense, your offense, your office uh, is a problem. I fell on the stairs, folks. Okay, give me a break. You were trying to say locker. That's what I meant. Clean out your locker. There you go. So I like the Bucks still underachieving. Again, I love betting on talent, not chemistry. Chemistry you can work on. Talent you can't. The Bucks, I believe, are still the most talented team in the NFC. So I'll take them. Uh, minus five and a half to win by a touchdown over the Falcons. I don't like Matt Ryan zip on his ball to get over the Tampa Bay uh, defense secondary, blah, blah, blah. He's not mobile enough to escape Levante David. I think the Bucks make a statement today uh, and win by over a touchdown. Okay, this is an unpopular pick, but I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Minus four over the New York Giants. First of all, I don't know about the Giants quarterback. If, if Daniel Jones plays... Don't convince me he's totally healthy because he played last week and he wasn't totally healthy. He's got a hamstring and he likes to run. Well, you take away a man's hammy, he can't kick 47 yarders. Hey, Mike? Nope. And he also can't run around uh, Miles Garrett and that Cleveland Browns defense. Hopefully he's healthy. But Baker also showed me something. When you have a big game like this where you need to throw 380 yards of offense and run for all this... The Browns' offense are just going into this meeting room being like, yeah, we're clicking. Like, we didn't do anything wrong. We, you know, we lost the game, but it, confidence is high. It's like in hockey, if you sk- score six power play goals and lose 8-6, when you're practicing your power play later in the week, leading up to your next game, you're feeling pretty confident. Yep, our power play is clicking. The Browns' offense is clicking, and I don't think the Giants' offense is. So I like the Browns minus four to win this game by about a touchdown because I think they're about a touchdown better than the Giants. And that's it. So don't overthink it. I think a lot of people will be this year, this week, but because Colt McCoy won't be able to do it, and I think Daniel Jones is healthy enough to do it, Baker's never looked better in his NFL career. And I'm going to ride with that. Okay, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus three and a half over Taysom Hill, I believe. And the New Orleans Saints. Again, we're recording on Wednesday. You will hear this maybe Wednesday night or Thursday morning. But I believe Taysom Hill, all injury reports are pointing to him starting. And I don't care. Uh, I, yeah, that, he's just not going to score enough points against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that I know the Saints have a great defense. I'm not undervaluing that. But even if, this, if, this, if the Chiefs score set 27, I don't see Taysom Hill scoring even 24. So... There we go. I, I, I'll take uh, I'll take the Chiefs twenty nine. How about that? Chiefs twenty nine, Saints twenty. Uh, Chiefs win. And in the only underdog I'm taking this week, classic Jeff pick here. And I'm not impressed with Cam Newton either. I'm not. He's not a starting quarterback Don't in this. Don't do league. it, Jeff. I'm taking the New England Patriots plus two and a half with the extra rest uh, against the Miami Dolphins. Miami just played probably their biggest game of the season. Lost to the Chiefs. Uh, kind of a weird game. They struggled on offense mightily for a while and then picked it up in the fourth quarter. Their defense played fantastic. But it's hard to win on defense. I think we're going to see a really weird game between two coaches that are very similar. You know, disciples of one another. Belichick versus Flores. We got Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. His record versus rookie quarterback speaks speaks for itself, even against the spread. This is also the Patriots' season. Even though we might think they're out, they don't. They this is actually their wild card. They're still hopes. in the playoff picture. They're still in the playoff picture in, in the in the hunt section. 
So I'm getting the New England plus two and a half. I think they're going to run the ball down the Dolphins' throat. I think Tua's going to struggle against Bill Belichick's secondary. And we're going to get a really, really tight game. Calling 17-16 New England. Weird one. And that's it. Those are my Hugh picks. Vikings, Raiders, Bucks, Browns, Chiefs, Pats. Hugh picks. You! My ever-becoming favorite segment here, the Hugh pick rebuttal. Yep. Uh... I don't love the gold. I'd lean Vikings, but they already played each other. Nick Foles played. Mm-hmm. Seems like the Bears found a little something, 30 and 34 points. So I see an over in that game. Yeah. I like, I like that over sure. a lot. Uh, Raiders love it. Short week, season on the line. Yeah. No brainer at the Death Star. Yo, maybe Derek Carr's been entertaining all these show offers on the Vegas Strip because he looks like a fucking rock star. My Chemical Romance is going to be... <laughs> At the Luxor, this guy's trying to get into the playoffs, man. Come on, not a lot of shows going on in Vegas right now. Vegas is bumping, bro. Where you been? What, it's like ve- rock with audiences, with people. We could go see. Pa- you could go to Tau. We could go tonight. see David Copperfield tonight. You want to go to Tau? Yes, I yeah, would love well, to do you, anything. You could go to Tau tonight. If <laughs> I you don't want. think you can. Really? I, I don't, the immediate lockdown, the last little bit in the lead up, Vegas was bumping. I would like to Google that. Can we book a table at Tau? The awesome club at the Venetian. Do you remember we when I was there for my bachelor party? Yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was. We tried to go to Tau. Turns out Ray Rice is bringing the Lombardi trophy. It was the year That's after right. they won. That's right. The promoter we met, he's like, you guys are Ravens fam. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yep. And it was five grand US a table. Plus, plus, plus. Right. Uh, so no Tau. <laughs> yeah. Ray Rice was blocking up the elevator that night too. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh, geez. Was that the night? No, I don't was, think so. That was in Atlantic City. Yeah. Uh, well, that guy likes to party, eh? Oh, geez. Uh, Bucks, are you? Are we? Are we blindsiding the hate that Atlanta has for Tom Brady and stealing that Super Bowl? I think Atlanta's organizational. Piece, I think Atlanta hates themselves <laughs> okay. more than anybody else. <laughs> That's why I don't love that. Just there's this might be this underlying emotion. Uh, Tommy boy, is, it, is that the first time they played him? I'm gonna double check that. Ah, uh, you're right. Yes, yes, yes. They played twice. So don't sell that short. No, that's fine. They are down and out, and it's the first time the Bucks are playing them. I just think after the bye, I saw a different energy from the Bucks last week, which is but also the Vikings. I thought played great because take away the kicks, it's not just four field goals they missed. That's four scoring opportunities that could have been touchdowns. So I think in my mind, the Vikings almost beat the Bucks. Like, even though they, they did easily covered the spread, yeah. the game was actually a lot closer. Gotcha. And I know Palmy chirped me about, you know, he's, hey, take it easy on the good losses, Jeff. Well, <laughs> this was a good loss for the Vikings. Like, it hurts, but they actually played pretty good football. They need to be better in the red zone, which is why I'm taking the Vikings. I think it's uh, time for everybody to stay away from the Giants because yeah. they got two wildly different quarterbacks at different speeds right. and different cadence. The offense is thrown off. Right. And this guy's one 12-yard jaunt from see you next year, Dan yeah. Jones. Yeah. So really stupid to rush him back in against Arizona. Very short-sighted, Joe. Yeah. Very short-sighted, it's Joe. A, little, a rare little slip from Coaching a, experience a there. Star. And again, you got Chubb healthy. You got Hunt healthy. They're going to run it down their throat, man. Like uh, KC minus four. Three and a half. Three and a half, sorry. Um, hashtag free Jameis. W- what's up with New Orleans? I don't know. Taysom Hill beat a practice string QB. Yep. Lost to a backup runner. Yeah. The only wins they have are very unimpressive. You know you're going to need 30 points to beat KC. Throw Jameis the keys. Give him one game. 
I don't get it. I don't get it. So I really think he might come in. Um, so watch that number. And lastly, the, the Patriots, really? You did that? Yeah, I did. They, they historically struggle in South Beach. No, I know, which is why I'm getting plus two and a half. You it's know? because the owner's getting jerked off and kissing me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tommy Boy ain't there. I don't like this at all. You know why I don't like it? First of all, uh, if the Patriots win out, my futures will push. <laughs> if they beat the... All, they got three divisional opponents. Yep. And that we know they're going to beat the Jets in the last week because the Jets want the number one pick by then. And if the Bills are all high and mighty... There's no reason for them to throw all their A game in Foxborough on that primetime game. So it, 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 I feel like it's this game. So I got a serious bias. That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I think I, you smelt that. I got, smell that? I got Belichick with the extra time to prepare for what is essentially a playoff game. So I'm just looking at this coaching staff being like, they're going to have a plan. It's not going to be Cam drops back 30 times, no, you know? No. So I just think I'm not going to, we're not going to, I don't think we're going to see. What the, yeah, the Dolphins are a good team. I mean, great defense, good secondary, but if Cam throws it eight times, Xavier Howard is not going to have an effect on the game. You know what I mean? So I think the Patriots aren't necessarily going to play into what Miami does best. Gotcha. Right. And because of Miami's lack of running game, they're really putting it on Tua, you know? And it doesn't really match up that well. They could see a, a Fitzy appearance in that game. And if that happens, I'm terrified as a Patriots better. This is all based on Tua playing. Free Fitzy and free Jameis. That's what I got out of the Hugh picks. All right. <laughs> uh, it is now time for everybody's favorite gambling donut, the Smash and Sprinkle. The Sprinkle, red hot. As in just sprinkle a little bit of money and watch it grow. Yes, this, ch -ch -ch when you are smashing your money, not been quite as successful this year. Last year, last week, we had a blind smash on the Carolina Panthers, which actually, even though it sounds stupid, <laughs> there was a lot of Vegas sharp betters. The number closed at almost five. Waiting to take the, the Panthers when it was it opened at minus two. So you're not as crazy as you sound. But whenever... You, 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 whenever a couple of words are said when people are doing handicaps, and it's these ones, I feel like that's not going to be a good pick. <laughs> and I'm just going to do this blind. That also, just watch out for that one. Anyway, smash and sprinkle. Giddy up. 5-0. and oh. Sprinkle. Last five weeks. No lie. 12-9 and nine on the year. 1-1 one one last week again. But again, not burying the lead. The sprinkle is 5-0 and oh since mid-November. Since five weeks ago. Since five weeks ago. Just trying to last <laughs> yeah, yeah, time of American Thanksgiving. That sounded right. Yeah. So we're going to lead with the sprinkle. Yeah. And the flock. That's how they make donuts. Sprinkles first. Yeah? I don't know. Don't leave any donuts on the floor because the Ravens are going to scoop them up. Minus 13 and a half at home versus the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars who just got steamrolled by a very similarly like team in the Tennessee Titans, the Ravens and the rushing attack roll, take the burden off Lamar because he just saved their bacon six days ago. It's a big number. Jacksonville is officially in the number one draft picks conversation now with only three weeks left. If the Ravens had a spot secured, you might worry about the backdoor cover. This is, this is ASAP. This is alt line. This is now. Okay, get it now while it's low. Because, uh, you know, 
everything becomes far less appealing at 14 and a half. Right? Baltimore's got one of those reliable kickers, so you can sort of depend on those in most situations, the, the, the hook numbers. Baltimore, 13 and a half is the sprinkle. Hard. Big 10 sked. Going to run the table. And the smash. Uh, the last smash I won, I'm coming back to, I don't know, you, you look back at all of them, you know, you got your podium, who's doing well for you. Yeah, yeah. I said they were the second best team in the AFC. And by gosh, I want you to prove me wrong, Jeff. The Indianapolis Colts are minus seven at home versus the Houston Texans. Houston just lost to a lesser version of the Indianapolis Colts and the Chicago Bears. Embarrassed on the road. This is not the time to be on the road, folks. It's holiday. Indy does have a few fans. Indy still has the division in sight. Tied. They're losing on a conference division record breaker right now. So they're all in on a home playoff game. Colts minus seven is the smash, and I believe that's what gets the smash off the schneid. Never good when those two words are in the same sentence. Right. Uh, We're going to sma- hashtag smash the schneid. <laughs> smash the snide. Colts minus seven and a heavy sprinkle on those blazing hot Ravens at home, minus 13 and a half. And uh, we're going to contribute to the solid percentage of the show. Happy watching, happy betting. Weird Mike is officially streaking. He is. Oh, damn. We are laying some points this week, eh? Me and you. Yeah, I guess some of those numbers. I'm a, I'm usually like as if you, if you followed us for all four seasons, folks. I'm about as probably I'd say about a sixty percent underdog better. I I don't like to lay points. It's usually not a lot. Um, as you can tell, all of my picks are under. Like I got the favorites under a touchdown. Mike's laying thirteen and a half with Baltimore and Lamar Poopy Diapers Jackson, and uh, Hux got the Titans. And Hux got the Titans. Uh, with and no line. Huck's on a blind smash. Blind, he's been <laughs> blind smashing the Titans since he was Huck it baby. Works, it works for him, but it doesn't work for me. Eh? Um, can I give one more pick? You're damn right you can. It's, it's not football. I've been begging it, for this, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to like it now that you're begging for it. <laughs> Some holiday watching for the, for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso on Apple TV is the perfect combination of sports, football, both American and European. It's only got one season. They're 30 minutes. Jason Sudeikis, an American football coach hired to coach European football. Uh, hilarity ensues. I've heard his jokes. It's just, you know, hassle-free, good, clean fun over the holidays, folks. Uh, just a quick reminder, something I use to help with my football handicapping. I feel it really gets me into the zone of how these guys interact with one another and who's really like an alpha male and who isn't. NFL mic'd up. Search it on YouTube. It's about 25 minutes long. Covers every week. And you'd be surprised how much human emotional intelligence you can get from this stuff. Um, so they release weekly. Yeah. Like a, a six or seven minute. A day after Monday Night Football. It's oh, like no it's like picture highlights of all the games, but there's no announcers. It's just all the guys that they got mic'd up. And it just gives you an idea of like what these guys are like if you were on the sidelines. And I think it really helps. Um Huge holiday helpers. Yeah. Well, one thing, one, one game we didn't talk about. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the Cowboys at home to the Niners. Uh, just people are going to want to know. Almost took the Cowboys on the smash. It looks it was, like it was Cowboys or Indy. It looks like the Niners are going to start CJ Beathard possibly. Ooh, hate it then. Because Mullins has been struggling, right? I thought they were going to bring 
So I had a $5,000 spread ticket. Yes. That was coming down to the Niners, and they were showing no life at half. And I'm screaming in my basement, beat hard, beat hard, beat hard. <laughs> my prego girl waddles down the stairs and said, what the frig are you beating off to? <laughs> I uh, didn't realize. Anyway. It's time for CJ Beathard. So if they start him, I'm staying a far away. I love how her question wasn't, really? You say that while you do that? <laughs> I think his name is Bethard. Bethard. It's Bethard. We've talked about this before. CJ Bethard? Yeah. But anyway, in the moment. I, I'll call him Beathard. You know, a pitcher, you know, if you've ever been to the track with Weird Mike and you need a horse down the stretch, you twirl up the program and you start yeah. slapping the backside. Yeah. That's what I was doing for Beathard. 5K. Yeah. Like, I knew Mullins wasn't going to get it done. No, no, no. I got two things to say to that. One, uh, I still think the Niners was the pick there because Washington won by two defensive touchdowns. They had 70 yards of offense in the first half. But, as you and Pommy pointed out to me, you can still bet on good defense, Jeff. Okay? But you can't rely on their touchdowns. But I won't be picking against Washington anytime soon because their defensive line's for real and can win games. Uh, I went. I was on one football team where the defensive line ran the locker room, and that was a wild time. Yep. Bro. there there's some crazy dudes on the D-line. and and like if you are if you are an elite defensive line, not right. just above average, you can elite. win games. Baltimore Ravens can win games on their defense. They win two rings like that. The second thing I thought about though, Mike, we're on a gambling show, you know, Tell and me. you lay bigger lumber than I do. But if I make a ten, was it a ten gamer or twelve gamer? Twelve gamer it was. If I make a twelve gamer, yeah, I throw at least ten or twenty on it because twenty G's, five G's, five hundred, or or a thousand. No, you're 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 right. It was. Um, I ran to the store to get tissues, and the only reason I made the ticket was because the line was so long with the social distance. I hear you. So I'm making a ticket. And the, the Ravens line wasn't certain. And one of our look who's talkers, uh, I just learned this lesson when me, I was with C Mac back. You're at, right, though. I should put we were at, on it. We were at in London in college watching March Madness, and we were making you know point spread tickets up to his ass. It was great. It was tax season too. It's amazing you get your return. And anyway, Chris played a two dollar twelve gamer, and won. Perfect. And like you know, we celebrated. He just dumped the bag on the thing, and we just rolling up everything. It was this beautiful moment. Fanshawe, Roehampton history. And then I looked right at him after we like, you know, our fourth joint of, of the, te- of the ten, first 10 minutes and just, you know, partying. And I'm like, man, imagine you put more on it than a Snickers bar. Like, we're going to be watching all day today. Anyway, an extra loony. An extra loony. An extra loony. Anyway, Nolan stands by that too. And I'm with you, Nolan. If you're getting your money's worth for 12 games of football watching, throw 20 on it. You're right. Anyway, lesson learned. But you picked 11 out of 12. You're red hot. And uh, hopefully our picks are as well. Now, we got three days left uh, to help out Hughes Holiday Helpers. So just go on the GoFundMe webpage or you can go on our Instagram page. I'll have it in the bio, at Hughes Talking. Or you can go to my Facebook page, G-E-O-F-F-H-U-L-E-T. And it's there. That's Geoff Hewlett, by the way. That's my name. The last day to donate is December 18th. So that'll be about one day possibly after this. So you win your Thursday night props that I'm going to give you on Instagram. Load up at Hughes Holiday Helpers. Every little bit helps. Five, 20, 10 bucks. Uh, and I'm going to try to split the difference and get us to that $1,000 limit or close enough to it because I want props too. And uh, I talked to April from Holiday Helpers. And? And she's thrilled. 
She's like, football gambling. Great. We need all the help we can get. So all actually, she even told us where our money's going to be going. We're specifically going to be giving up. Our money's all going to groceries, uh, basically for turkey dinners for the less fortunate people around the GTA. We are currently somewhere around 600 bucks, I think, on Hughes Holiday Helpers. So thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, on behalf of myself, Weird Michael, and Huck Daddy, uh, thanks. It's pretty cool to do something nice for the uh, people a little less fortunate than us, for sure, and uh, th- from our stupid little gambling show. So thank you very much, because it's not so little anymore, and that's because of you guys, too. Yes. Thanks for listening and sharing, everybody. Top three of the Team LTD Point Spread Championships for Hughes Hupix, Brian Hiller, Jake Frisney, and Christian Hernandez. Yeah, funzo. Uh, as well as Mike Mattisbacker, James Duhamel. Du- stick with the podium. Stop talking over me when I'm listing the people who it's are... podium only. No, it's not. Should be. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say their <laughs> names again because they're listing right now and they just told you to shut up. <laughs> Mike Mattisbacker, Mike Visca, James Duhamel, uh, and Greg McDonnell creeping up the list. Good on you, boys. Keep sending in your picks. And thank you very much. Oh, one more thing. It's our beer of the week from uh, our boy at Beer Bud Official. It's drinking season. I had a bit of a bender weekend. I hope you guys did too because it's, well, it's fun and it's been a tough year. So over-celebrate Christmas. Don't get together with too much family, but Zoom call and get a little frigged up. So from my boy Lee Van de Mosdijk, who I've known since junior kindergarten since we were hogging the climber, our beer of the week, because Huck Daddy likes his beers, this is another festive offering from Great Lakes Brewery in Etobicoke, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hashtag buy local. Hops for Hunger White Eggnog Stout. Whoa. Yeah, I, I don't even like eggnog, but apparently there's a white eggnog stout beer that's pretty freaking good. So Lee's saying, if you enjoy eggnog and holiday cheer, buy this beer. Once again, $1 from each can sold goes to the Daily Bread Food Bank and will help feed Toronto area families in need. So let's help another helper. And remember, follow at Beer Butt Official for a clever, funny beer shit almost every day. Love you, Lee. And uh, check out Bet Openly. Take advantage of other people's stupid bets like we've been doing. and uh, Or make your own. Make your own lines. 1% juice. Those boys just moved from San Francisco to Miami. True story. Because the business is booming. Anyway. Watch cheers. out for South Beach. Cheers, folks. And remember, the Titans. Giddy up. <laughs> Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. (laughs) When you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. Lights the menorah So do James Conkirk Douglas and the late Dinosaurus Guess who eats together At the Carnegie Deli Bowser from Shanana And Arthur Fonzarelli <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish Goldie Hawn's half too Put them together What a fine looking Jew Spin a trailer with Captain Kirk and Mr. 
our supersonicas Celebrate Hanukkah O.J. Simpson Not a Jew <laughs> But guess who is Hall of Famer Rod Carew He converted We got Ann Landers And her sister dear Abby Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is. Well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges. Yeah. <laughs>